Hello, everyone, and welcome to Totally Prize is Always Cool, a podcast with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined, as always, by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. This is the water. Yep. And this yep. is the well. Yep. I. It was between this and just saying, got a light. Yeah. Got a light. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that or <laughs> I did think about just swerving and just doing the nuke countdown. <laughs> no, that's what I did before we clapped. That's true. That's true. That was yeah. The clap is really the nuke of the podcast. Uh-huh, I could have just done an entire performance of "She's Gone Away" by Nine Inch Nails. Ugh. We would stop the podcast. You know what? Make that song. What would really improve that song is an acapella rendition. <laughs> You know, what would really improve that song is the loss of most of the instrumental. Mmm, it's good, actually, though. And then for Trent uh, Reznor to shut the fuck up. No, nah, it's uh, good. It's a good song. Rockapella. <laughs> Luke, what are you doing this week? Uh, not a whole lot, honestly. I played a lot of Splatoon. Um, it's a really... That game, like, matches in Splatoon are, like, three minutes long, which makes it really easy to play it for way longer than you meant to. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, just one more. It'll take no time at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that a lot. I did get through all of the single player, which, uh, yeah, solid. Liked it a lot. Um, I do think the... Uh, I, I like the new idol group whose name I don't remember still. Deep, Deep Cut. Cut. That's who they are. Uh, I yeah, like them I, more, but... Yeah, I was going to ask if you, like, had feelings had changed on that still no off the hook still prefer pearl and marina pretty pretty heavily but they're they're good um big man still great i love that fucking <laughs> molly you're a you're a mario sunshine fan right yeah yeah, yeah. you remember the manta ray boss fight i do if the boss fight you have against big man in the story mode is literally a clone of that fight and it's great so, yeah i've heard this it sounds very good it's so good like they don't draw any attention to it it's just if you know you know um, someone needs to fucking stop Nintendo, though. They need an intervention. I've said this for a long time, but why now? Uh, because they need to stop thinking that it's cool to have, um, a ridiculously hard, ridiculously long secret level at the end of their games. No darker side of the moon for you. No, uh, put some fucking checkpoints in these things. God damn. <laughs> I'm an adult. I am 31 years old. Yeah, I don't got time for that shit. I made time for it, but that was a bad choice. I do you hurt your wrist again? I hurt my wrist beating that fucking level. <laughs> I um I recall the last time that something like this happened was when we were playing Guilty Gear, was it? And then 
Did I hurt my wrist playing Guilty Gear? No, you hurt your neck playing something recently. What was, right. what was it? I forget what it was, though. I don't remember, but I, I this rings a vague bell. Um, now, listen, is part of that that I am just starting to get older and need to take, like, just marginally better care of my body even? Just a little bit? Sure. Maybe. <laughs> but maybe. also, maybe don't make me fight, like, 20 fucking dudes who all get the supers. Uh, like, their super meter just comes in fully charged, Nintendo. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move. Especially when it's at the end of a level that took, like, an hour to get through. Well, uh, I know uh, what all of my future notes will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was never actually a concern, but, like, part of the thing in the story mode is that most of the levels have, like, an entry fee. You collect, like, Salmon Row as basically the coins in this game. And uh, it made more sense in the when they did it in Splatoon 2 because you were in, like, a subway and it was like you were going through, like... Yeah, you know, you're paying fare. You had to pay your fare to get on the subway train to the next level. This time, you just got to do it because they did it last time. Um, and, like, you know, it's usually, like, 30 eggs, 50 eggs, maybe, for an expensive one. Uh, every time you die three times on that last level, it costs 333 eggs to try again. Or you have to start from mm. the beginning. Uh, which, I had thousands by that point. But I, I was getting concerned when I went from, like, 3,500 to 1,900 by the time I was done. Yeah. It's like, mm, I need to beat this. <laughs> this numbers game is not working out in my favor. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But I did get uh, a headband with barriers on it, so, you know, that's cool. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and now you now you can show everybody in multiplayer that you did that. Right, exactly. Now everybody in multiplayer knows that I beat the hard level. <laughs> that you spent too much time doing it. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You know what? I was at work. I'm working 12-hour night shifts. I had nothing to do. I mean, yeah, fuck it. Good way to kill some time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so and, I did that. And everyone will be like, wow, it's crazy that I killed this dude even after he beat the hard level. Right, exactly. Wow, it, it, you would really think... I've seen so many fucking people with that item online. I'm like, what? How are there this many of you? Come on, this game just they're, came out. They're children, Luke. Because they're I children, know. Luke. Because it's a game of children. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was hard for me, an adult. What does that <laughs> say about me? Are you getting old? Oh God, it's, it's video fact, games, baby. May already be old. Fuck. You're definitely old to be playing Splatoon. Shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, I mean, it's kind of true and it's kind of not. Because, yeah. you know, adults just play video games now. It's not. I did see but. a, uh, like, you know, because they have, like, the fake Miiverse in Splatoon because it's good in there. Did see one that, I'm like, yeah, good PSA of somebody who had just uh, graffitied up. Hey, furries, remember this is a kid's game <laughs> before you post. Hmm. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe don't yeah. maybe don't draw Splatoon dicks in Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm not gonna get into this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's been me. All right, Ashley, what do you do? Uh, I you know haven't really been doing anything that like is. Super notable, you know. I've still been playing that Disney game, still, you know, just doing my usual yeah. things. Right. Uh, I did see the avalanches in concert. That was very cool. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, 
it was one of those things where I was uh, very happy to. Uh, I was like, okay, like hour fifteen concert, good. Yeah. And some people around me were like, oh, this this is my version of I am you know old. Right. Right. Uh, we're like, oh man, I wish that it was longer. Like, no, I gotta go home, go to bed. And it's like, no, nah, my feet hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But no, it was really good, yeah. Like, they, it didn't really have a kind of usual set list because they're an electronic group. Right. Uh, and so it just kind of all flowed together, and they used a lot of samples that they couldn't use uh, in, you know, their normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a, a fun time. I, nice. I'm glad I got to see them after two years of having that ticket. Yeah, yeah, I've got a yeah. similar situation with They Might Be Giants. I've just got a ticket from 2020 that keeps getting renewed for a later date. One day. One day. Allegedly One day. May of next year. Closer than you think? Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, that's kind of it for me. That's all you did? I don't fucking know. Like, what are you... <laughs> Do you want me to talk about, like, Disney Dream Life for the next, like, five minutes? No, not <laughs> no, really. I don't think you have anything new on that anyway. I saw you... You told me that you had to... That Ariel asked for sushi. Yeah, that's fucked up. That, that was that, is that's fucked, fucked up. up. I mean, what... Do they get into what the Little Mermaid eats in the original movie? I mean, like, I, as I thought about it, it's like... People will eat, you know animals that we exist with in a... Yeah, but we don't talk to them. <laughs> that... Mm-hmm. that we don't do musical numbers with them. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was killing those lobsters. Right. Yeah. But she didn't yeah. dr- eat that. Uh, right. Yeah, like, if, if Ariel asked for a crab, I'm gonna wonder if something happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, <laughs> if Ariel asked for a crab, it means that Sebastian has committed crimes against the crown. Yeah, there's a hit out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's fine. Um, I didn't watch any movies. Uh, oh, did I talk about the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift last time? You did not. Let's get into it. I did a critical reevaluation. That movie fucks. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> like me and Ashley were right all along. Yeah, I'm not willing to give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little critical reevaluation is all. <laughs> did you, uh, is something that you noticed is that Han is in that movie? Yeah, I remembered the Han is in that movie. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was just more fun than I remembered it being. That's yeah. all. Really, oh, yeah. really what it came down to. Good movie. Incredible Hulk I think, car. Incredible Hulk car. I think the thing <laughs> that I didn't like about it the first time when I watched it is because I had just finished watching one and two. Right. And I'm like, man, this guy somehow is way less charismatic than Fast and Furious 1 and 2 Brian. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is still true. Yeah. Yes. I, I almost think he's so uncharismatic that it warps around to being funny, but I get <laughs> what you're saying. Charisma horseshoe theory. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Molly, you have not seen nine yet. No, I haven't seen nine yet because eight was so fucking bad. Yeah, I have also not seen F9, although I've heard it's a big bounce back from eight. F9, I it was the first movie I saw back in a theater, so it got like an extra star because of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked it. Uh, and one of my favorite things is that they bring that character back. 
Fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. like seven for a scene, right? Well, yeah, because it's supposed to be take place right after three. Right, right, right. And right. he yeah. has like aged 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And he already was way too old to convince yeah, him like, to be a high schooler. They show you the clip of him like, oh, like he says that he used to roll with, you yeah. know, roll with Han. And they turn around and then it cuts to like Vin Diesel basically looking the same. Sure. And this kid looking like he's trying to, uh, hi- like, really hide his, uh, like, balding. Yes. Yeah, uh, not surprising. Uh, but, yeah, he, uh, Bow Wow, and, uh, like, their third friend who is, like, was kind of the tech guy on that movie, mm-hmm. uh, are all in... Fast nine. <laughs> great. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, sure. like, yeah, great. Good. Uh yeah, so I so I watched that and that was that was a pretty good time. Uh yeah. d- d- MF Cinema. Yep. Um, defeat the Drift King. How did it DK? DK. Do you know what that stands for? <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> No one has yeah. ever had that accent before or since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty unique in that way. Um, let me see what else. What else I do? I don't think I watch anything else. I um, what? I feel like I was playing a video game. I loaded up Assassin's Creed Odyssey last night because I was bored. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I'm gonna play any more of that game. No. <laughs> like, uh, no. I like got into it and I was like, oh yeah, Assassin's Creed. And then like a few minutes later, I was like, oh yeah, Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I was thinking like maybe if I get like a new one I haven't played before, sure, like, I'll have a little more fun with it. But then I thought about it and I'm like, I'm not spending like minimum forty dollars on yeah. like uh, Valhalla. That's just not happening. You could get that one that uh, I forget what it's called. The one everyone said was secretly the good one that was like the PS3 game when the PS4 was already out. Was it Rogue? Oh, U- Unity or Rogue? One of those two. Unity was the the PS4 one that wasn't that like was super buggy when it came out, and it was like, oh, this sucks. But Rogue, right. oh, that's the but, one everyone's sleeping on. Yeah, sure. I don't. And then they yeah, like, yeah, remastered sure. it. Yeah, I don't. It's a, sorry to Crystal, who I'm sure is going to be mad about this, but I don't believe anybody who says that game's good. <laughs> yeah, I just don't buy it. <laughs> um, I, I have not played an Assassin's Creed since three because I didn't like playing Assassin's Creed three. Well, see, the thing about Assassin's Creed 3 is it's really fucking bad. There's good shit in there. It's just there also is. there's really also, bad shit in there. There's a really bad stuff in there. So it's just not very fun to play is the problem. Yeah. And that's kind of a key point. Yeah. Um, I re- finished my replay of Sekiro for Journal Updated. Fuck yeah. Um, just still, still the fucking goat. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh, and I think... I feel like there's something else I played that I'm forgetting that I just cannot conjure in my mind. Uh, I guess I played some of the new Fortnite season. You could you can turn into goo this season. Ooh. Yeah, you could turn into a little goo orb. Uh-huh. That's the chrome. Okay, okay. Because do you remember, do you remember like a week ago when they did the little chrome teaser and then there was that thing on Twitter that was like, some users think that this is going to be a crossover with Google Chrome. Oh, right, uh, yes. Which is the most unhinged thing you could possibly come up with <laughs> for what a Fortnite season might be. Like, on one hand, yes. On the other hand, if I saw a news story that was Google Chrome crossing over with Fortnite, I wouldn't be that weirded out by it. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be that weird. 
Um, you can be, you can, if you level up the battle pass, you can get Spider Gwen as, oh, cool. as the, as the new character. Yeah. I like her. Uh, yeah. I like her too. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, are you excited for Jimmy Fallon to enter the Fortnite metaverse with to you? To enter the Fortnite metaverse? Yeah, I, I guess. No. <laughs> is it just his NFT or is it Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> I'm, you know, oh, I don't if, know. If I don't know. his ape. Yeah. If no. <laughs> All I know is that Samsung is bringing Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show to Fortnite to reach out to Gen Z through the metaverse. Or whatever that fucking headline was. When you say his ape, it sounds like a worse version <laughs> of his hog, and that's like... <laughs> that's just awful to Listen, me. Listen, we were all pretty disgusted when Jimmy Fallon showed his ape on live television. <laughs> he seemed disgusted with it. He seemed uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why I have this. But I'm told it's cool. I, someone paid me a million dollars to say this, and I'm not really sure why, but okay. Uh, one of my guests also has an ape. We can hold up pictures of them together. You want to talk about our apes? Um, yeah, so... Uh, and also, uh, the other thing that's happening is that baseball is almost over. It's, oh, no. it's almost oh. the end of uh, regular season baseball. I'm so sorry. It's okay. There's playoff baseball, but I'm probably not going to be paying much attention to it because usually the teams I like are not in the playoff season oh. of baseball. Oh, no. Uh, Mariners <laughs> might make it. Mariners nice. are on track to make it right now, which would which would... Uh, end a 21-year playoff drought, Whew. which is the longest in the United States like major sports. Wow. That makes sense yeah. for the Mariners. It does. They haven't been good since uh, the first year Eacher was on the team, which is... That's, <laughs> that guy's retired. So oh, no. <laughs> that guy's been retired for multiple years. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of exciting. Um... That's all you guys want to talk about, Twin Peaks? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is either going to be a very short episode or a really long one. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what everyone's talking about. This episode was totally normal. Yeah, just regular stuff. Uh, we watched Twin Peaks Season 3, Episode 8, a.k.a. Twin Peaks The Return Part 8, a.k.a. Twin Peaks A Limited Event Series Part 8. I think part of the reason why I'm getting a little exhausted with that bit is just Twin Peaks A Limited Event Series, bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Because I like being annoying with the bit, but it annoys me when I have to say all those words in succession. Well, I mean, that's your problem, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, talk about my feelings, express myself yeah, to I, my I friends. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> we open uh, on Mr. C and... This episode is called God of Light. Oh, yes. A.K.A. God of Light. God Yep. Oh, I tried to hit play on my PlayStation controller, but I'm watching it elsewhere, so that didn't work. Uh, we're, yeah, with Mr. C and Ray driving at night uh, with the car the prison gave them. Uh, Mr. C has, again, <laughs> the fakest phone app ever to detect all of the trackers that were put into this car. I love his magic phone. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, like, I I listened to the... the that one Twin Peaks podcast everyone talks about. Uh-huh. They, the the Idle Thumbs one? Idle Thumbs one. Just yeah. because I you know, wanted to hear other people's opinions on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, like, it's funny, like, how he has this obviously, like, 
like this phone isn't actually doing a thing. It's like, no, I think you under misunderstand uh, <laughs> that David Lynch has never seen a computer. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And so just thinks that this is what computers do. <laughs> or, yeah, if I'm being more generous, it's that, listen, we are making exactly as many graphics as you need to understand the concept and not a single pixel more, because I don't care that much. Yeah. Yeah, like... Because it doesn't matter. You get Which the point. Which is why the FBI login screen, for instance, is just the FBI logo with a text field under it. Yeah. I, I is, actually believe that one. That one's probably real. That's, yeah, true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that infrastructure got made in, like, the 1995 and then, like, has not yeah. been updated since. Right, right. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, he has Ray drive up to a semi-truck and does some magic with his phone <laughs> to... <laughs> Electronically transfer the trackers over to the truck, which that's not how that works, but it is how it works here. It's how it works here, and I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And they to yeah, throw his phone out the window so that can't be tracked. And now they're good. They're they've got away free and clear. Ray does kind of look like what the fuck are you doing? Like what is this? <laughs> Absolutely yes. He's like, I guess I'll just buy it. I mean, what else am I gonna do? Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, so. They start talking, and uh, Ray's like, oh, yeah, I really appreciate you getting me out of prison like that, boss. Yeah, uh, uh, and also Ray is like, they are going to look for us, though. Like, we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I guess you'd like to go to that place they call the farm, huh? Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's on the way we're going. Pretty much anyway. the way I was driving, yeah. And I, I think you might be implying the farm upstate, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the crime place called The Farm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I do have that information you want, so uh, I've got I've got all those numbers memorized. I've been tracking them all. I don't really know what any of them mean yet. The show's <laughs> not being very straightforward with them, but I no. know them. <laughs> and I, I won't say them to you, even though you are about to kill me. Yeah. Because we really haven't figured out what we're going to do yet. <laughs> well, I think that information might be worth a little bit of money to me is all. So, about half a mil. <laughs> about half a million dollars. And Mistress is just like, oh, you do, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mistress sees Also, Ray calls him Mr. Cooper, which I was yes. like, wait, yeah. no, you can't <laughs> do that. You can't call him Mr. No, Cooper. I love it. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> Ray is hanging with Mr. Cooper in this episode. <laughs> uh, they pull off on a side road and... Um, Ray has to pull over to piss, and as he's doing that, Cooper reaches in and grabs the gun that he had the warden put in the glove box, uh, and he comes out to threaten Ray with it, uh, but Ray tricked him, fucker. <laughs> tricked you, fucker. <laughs> tricked so you, good. fucker. <laughs> because that gun's not loaded, but the warden also gave Ray a gun to kill Mr. C with. Of course. Of yeah. course. Uh, this actually so, makes perfect sense. Yeah, no. I don't know why I don't know why Mr. C did not think about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I, love Ray's delivery of tricked ya, fucker. I do I also really do love that like there is a just like a moment of like you know, Bob Mr. C just being like, ah fuck. Yeah, yeah, like he <laughs> definitively gets the better of him. Uh, yes, also, he got me. He, 
He gets shot and falls down on the ground, and it's the exact same position that Cooper fell when he got shot in episode eight of the original show. Makes you think. Uh, it doesn't. I think it he doesn't. just got shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where people like, this just proves it's like the same guy. No, it's just kind of like, a, oh, hey, need parallel. You know, that more of that than All right, sure. anything deeper. Uh, and then, yeah, Mr. C is dead, and uh, the whole show is going to move on from him now because that's over, right? As uh, Ray says later, I killed him, but, maybe, but he has some help, so maybe he's not dead. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the music gets spooky, and, like, you get some flickering lights as some creepy little guys come out of the woods. (laughs) And just get dancing around Mr. Cooper and just digging his guts out of his stomach and rubbing him. Put these on your face, man. Yeah, just starts rubbing him down with his own blood. These guys are, like, from a cartoon from the 20s that's not supposed to be scary, but it's the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, no, I I like all this. Oh yeah, 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 I'm super into this. This this part's really cool. I the part where they first appear in the forest is like legitimately unsettling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they show up and it's like, oh, okay, they're funny little guys. They're scrambly little funny little guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as they're working on him, a big old stony orb reflecting Bob's face in it starts emerging from his torso. Like yeah, like they like rip it out of him. I. This is this is a personal problem. Yeah. Anytime that they do this, where they have, like, a face, like, emblazoned or reflecting in that is from, like, the 1990s show. Yeah. I laugh. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. It's, yeah, you know. That's, yeah. It's kind of a goofy effect, but, it, you know, it, it's do, it, it is just trying to communicate something. I don't think it's trying to look really important. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I just there are especially the one they do later in this episode. Uh huh. I don't the, feel like I'm supposed the lore one. The lore I don't, one, yes. Right. I the don't lore feel of... like I'm supposed to laugh at that moment. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. you're probably not, but it is very funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's not 100 percent clear to me if these guys are coming out to try to steal the Bob Orb or if they're just I don't know working on it to bring him back. Not clear. Well, I think you'll find that they are just introducing the Undertaker's music, so... Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are druids. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so he can get up in, like, ten minutes or whatever. Yeah, so uh, this all freaks Ray the fuck out, so he drives off. He calls up Philip Jeffries on the phone, being like, hey, like Ashley was saying, hey, man, uh, yeah, so I did shoot him, I did kill him, but also I don't know what happened after <laughs> that. Said, it got real spooky. He said, I did kill him, uh, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> his line deliveries on this are really good It's so funny yeah, Ray, Ray's really stepped up in terms of being a guy Yeah yeah. yeah. And then as he's driving away uh, We cut to the roadhouse He he does have uh, A line where he's like Oh yeah they, they were something in uh, Cooper Like you know Mr. C That I think may explain everything that's going on <laughs> Yes uh uh-huh. yeah. I think it. I think it might be that orb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh. But um. Also, and I promise not to like pull a, a Luke with his four-hour essay. <laughs> uh Thing with this, but I did like see someone say it's like, well, you see, they you know take a a right you know like they take a turn off the road in this opening uh-huh. scene, signifying that this episode. <laughs> is where we go off road. <laughs> I 
Like, I get it, but shut up. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Casey Green guy shrugging. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, I also, yeah, I also just want to say I really just like the, like, rising tension of, uh, you know, them just driving down the this dirt road, which is always, like, I've done it before in real life, and I think it's just, like, a a weird, scary, like, thing in real life. Yeah, we did it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, but also because you just know that, like, Mr. C is going to kill this dude. Yeah. It is just whether yeah. it's going to be now or later. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, we cut to the roadhouse where the next band of the evening is setting up. We get, like, the MC of the roadhouse, which I love this guy. Yeah, this guy's uh, great. This guy rules. He's got a mic stand with, like, a pine cone through it. Yeah, sure. Sweet and he peaks. introduces the Nine Inch Nails. Not a name I was expecting. No. Bigger yeah, name than laugh. we've gotten so far. Uh, and also, I, I sh- they are credited as, quote-unquote, the Nine Inch Nails. Yes, because the band's <laughs> official name is just Nine Inch Nails, but they're called the Nine Inch Nails. I've read an interview where Trent Reznor was talking about this. He's like, yeah, that guy just kept goofing it and saying the, and we're just like, it doesn't matter that much. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I've... It's a, it's a weird it's it's a funny weird thing. Yeah, yeah. It's funny uh, to me that they went out of their way to credit them incorrectly in the credits. Yes. Uh, uh yeah. And uh, Luke uh, likes this song. I like this song. Yeah. I t- today at work I was like, are there any nine inch nail songs? I'm like, yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was gonna ask, uh, do either of you like nine inch nails generally? I guess not. Like now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, I guess like yeah. I'm not a big Nine Inch Nails person. They they get a lot of play on uh, I, I this is specific to my town on my uh, like hometown alternative rock station. Yeah, they get a lot of play, and I okay. just don't care yeah. that much. I'm not like a giant Nine Inch Nails head, but I definitely listened to them in high school and shit. And yeah, I don't know. This feels yeah. of a piece with Nine Inch Nails to me. It does. Uh, it took Johnny Cash one song to put them in the fucking ground, though. So, like, I don't... I mean, yeah, sure. Fair. <laughs> yeah, like, where even, like... I like Trent... It's, I like Trent Reznor's score work. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was gonna say, like, that's yeah. probably part of why he's in this, is because he yes. does a lot of, like... Yeah, soundtracks and scores and stuff, so... Would like, not surprise me if he knows David Lynch through that. Yeah, if Angela... Badimentally was like not alive anymore. Yeah, I would not be surprised if like yeah, Trent Reznor scored this entire fucking thing. Yeah, uh, unlike all the other songs we've gotten at the Roadhouse so far, this is original to the return. Uh, he originally wrote a song that was more Angelo Badalamenti, and David Lynch was just like, "No man, no. I wanted a Nine Inch Nails song. <laughs> get I I got Angelo." I can get that from him. I want I can Nine get Inch Nails, that from, please. I can just call him right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to, but... Like, I want, come on, give me something gritty and fucked up and weird. And you know what he did? And he wrote a song about Laura Palmer. He did write a song about Laura Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a rude to play it at the Roadhouse, if I'm being perfectly honest. Little bit, little bit. Yeah, uh, I think it's maybe not a nice thing to do. Yeah, because yeah, I, I listened to... Uh, I was listening to Closer. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, like, that's kind of their big hit. Yeah, that's like their their main hit, I'd say. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I just kind of find this song funny. Sure. Like, 
Oh, the inside. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh, just funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. Oh, uh, you um, know what? Actually, if I'm thinking of any Nine Inch Nails song I like, it's probably Closer. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't uh, yeah, want like, to fuck I, you I, like an animal? I like Closer, but like, I don't. I would not put it on. <laughs> sure, I hear you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the very just like intense, kind of grimy feel of this song fits the vibes that this episode's had going so far. No, it totally does, but I hate yeah. it. That's I just fair. yeah, I just don't like the song. Yeah. I I made like a personal thing because I like everyone was like, we've all talked about it. Everyone can't stop talking about this episode. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, and so I was like. I know I've been overhyped on this. Yep. I know, like, and, like, the things that I like about Twin Peaks are not the same things that everyone else likes about Twin Peaks. Just, right. you know, in a general sense, it's like people get different things from different, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give this my entire, like, 100%. Yeah. You know, not do anything else, like, not, like, just, like, focus on this, never touch the controller, just watch this episode, just. Right. Uh, and this was the, f- and at this point I was like, ah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think there's going to be anything like really important in this whole, uh, right. yeah, section, right? Like this is yeah, just the yeah. song. It's just the uh, song. It's just the vibes. This I, I is like a do five it, though, minute long song. You could have maybe cut the song down a little bit. I like yeah. the song, but it wouldn't have been the end of the world if we cut the second verse. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, all this to say, Luke likes the song. We don't really like the song. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the least important part of the episode. <laughs> no, that's true. yeah. Real quick, I was gonna say people should just shut the fuck up about this episode and not overhype people on it like they do. They really should, because I finished the episode. I was like, that's that's it, huh? Yeah. You know what's okay. uh, you know what's cool is when you get surprised when it takes the sudden left turn it's about to take. Yeah, uh, I know that there are probably people who are listening to this and being like, did, you know, me overhyping or like, you know, hyping this up kind of like negatively affect your watching of this? And yes, it did. (laughs) (laughs) It did. But also like, not just you, it's everybody. No, yeah, it's, it's not a specific person. Like I said. Literally every time I said something about the return on Twitter, I got yeah. a reply that was like, oh, just wait till episode eight, though. Right. It's the kind of thing where it's like people just don't understand how spoilers work. We're like, well, I didn't say anything about the plot when someone is just like, well, I really like this character. And they get a response like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, uh, you know, uh, maybe don't get too attached to them or, you know, OK, well, I guess right. they're going like, to get yes, fucking I understood killed. what you fucking meant. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not stupid. Like. Boy, it was really crazy to me when Darth Vader revealed that he was Luke's blank. <laughs> like, okay, well, there's <laughs> yeah. only a couple things that can fill that blank in. And, like, not yet. Like, not even that. It's just, like, uh, like going, like, oh, just you wait. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, but hyping you up for it is going to, like, I, you were just saying, actually, you were working to, like, fight against that impulse or whatever. Or you, you know, pay good attention to it. But, like. It puts you in a defensive posture where you're like, yes, oh, I'll be like, the fucking judge of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, which is not the way I wanted to go into any of this. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. when I do not like things from this, it makes me go like, am I just fucking thinking this because. Right. And like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of the song. <laughs> uh, Trent Reznor finishes his song uh, just as 
Mr. C uh, suddenly shoots back up, back to life. Or I, I know we keep making jokes about how we keep spending time on this, but I... All of the crowd shots look like they're at a different concert. <laughs> That's not how you dance to Nine Inch Nails. They got, like, the white girl, like, dancing to EDM like I was doing at the Avalanches. That's not how you dance to Nine Inch Nails. Even I know that. Uh, but then it cuts from Mr. C to a black and white desert vista. And a title card tells us that it's July 16th, 1945, White Sands, New Mexico. I, uh, I gotta tell you, yeah. if I didn't know anything about this episode, this would be the craziest shit in the world. Right? Yeah! It's <laughs> like, a real, like, wait, excuse me? <laughs> like, I'm sorry? Yeah. <laughs> Beg your fucking pardon? Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, like, like I said, even, um, even when The Return was first airing, that, that goose was cooked that night. Right. Yes. Oh, it was gooked before that. Like, people in the cast were tweeting, like, oh, you guys are not going to believe what happens in Part 8. Yeah, I I, I saw, like, through some things, like, a tweet from, uh, like, Shelly's actress where she was, like, tweeted the the whole thing that I was, you know, my favorite part of The Return so far, where her and Nadine, uh, like, hugged. Yeah. Norma. Uh, Norma, yeah. <laughs> a lot of names, it's fine. Yeah, it's that name which really always messes me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, you know, looking sexy, looking great. You can't, like, you know, you're all gonna love episode eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. The first nuclear bomb ever goes off, and I'll say, pretty good fucking sequence. Oh, this is great. This is gorgeous. Yeah. This is incredible. Yes. Yeah. It's like a very slow zoom in as the mushroom cloud's growing bigger and bigger. And then, like, just as we're about to push in through the cloud, the filmmaking gets abstract and weird. Like, it looks like it parts the film is, like, burning up. It looks like... it. Like, you're in... It's hard to describe the visuals because they're this, very abstract. This... I got a lot of... Uh, like feelings of like Don Hertzfeld's more uh, experimental work in his animations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know who that is, but uh, I believe you. If you know the guy who did the rejected cartoon. Oh, okay. He has a bunch of series and it's one of those classic experimental films thing where people, a lot of people are like, this is touching and moving in the most like beautiful film I've ever seen. And right. a lot of people are like, this is the most, like, head-up-your-ass bullshit I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he kind of uses this kind of stuff uh, to kind of map out, like, feelings of suicidalness and depression. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of just, like, it's all mostly black and white. It's, like, white particles moving around a black screen really fast. Or at times, kinda, like, yeah, it almost looks like they're pouring, to... like, fake snow in front of the camera or something. Yeah, similar to in, like, the first couple episodes when Cooper got lost in, you know, fell out of the Red Room. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a lot of just really crazy, intense energy. The music for this part is called uh, Threnody for the Victims of Hiroshima. Yes. Which uh, is, yeah, an orchestral piece written in 1961 honoring the victims of Hiroshima. Or, like, yeah. trying to capture the horror of being fucking nuked. Yeah, uh, this is also pretty famously, like, 
uh, has been used uh, by Stanley Kubrick in The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is like barely even a song. It is just kind of a bunch of violins losing their shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it eventually gets to a part where like color starts popping in, and it's just it is both like beautiful and kind of scary, just because it's just like. These really intense colors after being in black and white for so long as you're just going faster and faster through this like tunnel of smoke. Uh, it's I, it's pretty incredible. I I admit that I was at a certain point being like, okay, I get it. Yes, it yes. does go on for a while. I I like it, but yeah, I it I I don't think it would lose much effect if it was it was tightened up a little bit. But I'm also not really complaining. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's a little long, you know. Uh, eventually the smoke clears. Yeah, I, I, yeah go I ahead. think like the, the nuclear explosion effect and like that shot is yeah. just fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, eventually the smoke clears and we see the outside of the convenience store. Leo pointing. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's the convenience store because it's got a sign that says convenience store. It says convenience store. store. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's just kind of like an old-timey, yeah, gas station. Uh, the door is, like, opening and closing almost in, like, stop motion. Very similar to, like, the room that Cooper went into, where it was, like, yeah, reversing is, going that, a lot. Yeah, where that lady's mom is gonna, you know, kill kill them. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the door opens and dry ice starts, like, pouring in and out of the door really fast. Yeah. The lights start flickering inside. The, I- I was really kind of getting the feeling of when you, like, put a DVD on, like, super fast forward. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. Which, yeah, like, I thought was interesting because, like, so much of, you know, kind of, like, distortion in movies is still so much based on film. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I just thought, you know, like, oh, like that's, like, an interesting and cool way to, like, modernize that. Right, Is right. that kind of, like, stuttering staccato? Yeah, and we've sort of seen stuff like that before, too, with, like, we've talked about when people get shot in this show, the, like, it skips frames or something weird, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and eventually it hits a spot where the music just drops out, and a bunch of, uh, like, the woodsmen are just wandering about aimlessly in front of the store while the lights keep flickering, and the frame rate keeps fucking up. And, yep. uh, it's... Yeah. I, it's scary. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't I, care for this. Unsettling. Yeah. yeah, I like all the, all the the filmmaking that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, like the focus of the camera starts going in and out really intensely. Like sometimes you see the convenience store perfectly. Sometimes it turns into just like a couple of light colored circles on a black screen because you're just getting a vague impression of the lights. The part where it's really close to the big window uh, and it's shaking really hard is very funny. It does have that one. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a little goofy. (laughs) A little goofy. (laughs) Which is fine. It was just very funny. It was just a bit of a different different feeling than the rest of it. Yep. Uh, And then eventually it cuts from there to the sex monster from the box uh, floating in the void. And uh, she just starts throwing up some goop. Yeah, this is... Uh, I didn't realize that I saw in the credits, because that's not a lot of characters in this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's played by a woman. Yes, yes it is. Um, yeah, and I think they're credited as oh, the experiment. It's the, yeah. Oh, it's the sex monster? Okay. It's, yeah, it's the sex monster. 
Um, yeah. And it, I assume it looks, also it looks the mother like... that was kind of bang, trying to bang down the door. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, oh, yeah, I didn't that, connect that, but that makes sense. Strictly, like, that's speculation on my part, but I feel good about that guess. Yeah, I uh, think you're also, probably right. She's got I'll, no eyes. I also, again, this is speculation on my part. I assume this is Judy. Eh, whatever. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Now we can't just, talk about her, Luke. We can't talk about her. We, have and we haven't talked about her. There's very little dialogue in this episode. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I... Bob is in the puke. Yes. Yeah, the Bob and the puke was another one that was kind of funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, uh, there's, there's also a lot of eggs. Bunch of eggs. Before we zoom in and see that it's eggs, I thought she was puking up cream corn. Yeah, yeah. it seems like yeah. it was. I thought that was the point, but it was yeah. not. Because uh, it did also run through my head. I don't remember if I brought this one up. Where like one of their season three ideas is like, oh yeah, we reveal that like all the lodge spirits are from an alien planet made out of cream corn, and I was like, oh my god, they actually brought what? that back for the return. Okay, guys. But no, I don't think Man. it's cream corn. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's just puke. I think it's also just... that's a dumb idea. It's just such it's a, a really stupid fucking idea. idea. <laughs> uh, you can put anything on TV. You can put whatever you want on TV. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Showtime already bought eighteen. Yeah. If David do, Lynch me? ever complained about not being able to do what he wants, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I, I he got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. From this show. This episode is so much a Mark Frost, David Lynch production with <laughs> yes, David Lynch doing all this and Mark Frost just being like, what if there were aliens, though? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And David Lynch would be like, OK, but I'm going to bury this in as many layers of metaphor as I can because I don't like that. <laughs> uh, it feels like it's settling down, but then it kind of like riles back up and like the music comes back in and you were getting like just hellfire. Uh, and then eventually we're, like, just sort of swooping over the big purple ocean that, uh, like, the place Cooper landed in. I like, like this in part the with the red orbs, and we're going through, like, the cover of, uh, The Color and the Shape by Foo Fighters. Real, yeah, totally. Uh, extra David Grohl. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah he gets he... a David Grohl in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh, but yeah, we slowly... Uh, push in on like a big rocky spire and there's sort of a, a big palace on top yeah, of it th- this is in like the pink sea that we had seen from the third episode I think yeah yeah and I don't know mm-hmm. if we it's not clear if this is the same place that Cooper went to or if it's just another place in this ocean but you know you could take it either way I think it, my, it, my guess was a different place in my guess is a different ocean. place but also I think it's the place where Cooper met the giant that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's very similar interiors uh, yes, to that scene. Sure, uh, it's got yeah. the it's got the like every uh, grandma phone. It's yeah. like the the a lot of the stuff is, uh, you know, like a lot of like the patterns and stuff are very similar. Yep. Uh, I also again speculation. I sort of assumed this place is the White Lodge that we've never seen before. Oh man, it sucks in here. <laughs> This yeah, they should cool like they should make they should make it better. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fantastic palazzo of big proportions. Whatever fucking Major Briggs's dream was about, or whatever. Yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Who knows? I'm guessing. I don't fucking know. This is where Zordon keeps the Power Rangers. This is where. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? The outside does look a little bit like Zordon's command center. It looks like yeah, Zordon's command yeah, center. Yeah. <laughs> This is the fucking power grid, idiot. 
Or the morphin grid. The morphin grid, excuse you. We found it. I can't believe it after all this time, all these years. <laughs> I've connected the dots. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, inside, there is a woman sitting on, like, a fancy sofa. And, yeah, it's like... It looks like a high-scale, like, 1920s movie theater in here, basically. Yeah, and, and she is dressed like a 1920s, like, movie star. Yeah, yeah. She is credited as, I think, Senorita Dido, or Dido? D-I-D-O? Yes. yes. This is about the point uh, where Pris and I were like, is this why Luke wanted us to watch Mulholland Drive? Right, because I guess this is the same... Like, they use the same sure place for the, the same interior lady, shots but here? Yeah, this is the same place as the Silencio Theater. Okay, yeah, they I shot it here. I didn't know that, but that's neat to know. Yeah, they shot yeah, it I in the White Lodge. Yeah, I look this up later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, this is not why I had us watch Mulholland Drive. I didn't even know that connection, but yeah. Um, no high she- reboot. <laughs> uh, she's just hanging out uh, in this room, listening to the uh, like record player, when suddenly this weird, big, like metal mechanical bell thing starts alarming and uh the giant steps out from behind it and basically like looks into the camera like what the fuck's going on guys i don't know either yeah i couldn't tell if he was reversed in this or if he was just doing moving weirdly it's hard to say when there's no dialogue but yeah i think he's just moving a little weird i don't think this is backwards Yeah. yeah um yeah, he definitely yeah takes his time inspecting this weird alarm thing before turning it off and heading up the stairs to another room uh, where he's got, like, a projector and he sees, you know, what we've been watching with the atom bomb going off and the experiment I, puking up Bob. I was like, just play the entire episode again, motherfucker. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it in Let's Be Legends. <laughs> That would have been great. I would have given, I would have respected David Lynch so much if he did that. (laughs) What they really need, uh, what I want to see now is, uh, you know, sometimes YouTube videos will have like TV shows, but they got to do a bunch of shit to the video to uh, have it like the algorithm not pick it up and auto like (laughs) shut down the video. (laughs) You know, they'll put a weird frame around or something. I want people to edit it into the projector footage of this. I, I want this. I want the footage of this, but it's put over that uh, clip. People edit a bunch of the like bar reacting about the soccer. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> where it's like the Laura Palmer orb gets lowered in, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he kind of freeze frames on the Bob orb, and he realizes that there's been like a fucking disturbance in the force or whatever. So he's got a lift into the air and uh, give birth to an orb of his own. And then he just starts doing, like, a react video. He's like, hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Senorita Dito is just uh, loving it as he kind of, like, flies up into the air and then kind of floats backwards and gold dust starts spiraling out of his mouth. Does it, or does it just come out the top of his head? Kind of just comes out of his face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's... At first, so there's like a moment when this is first happening, and it's like, oh, it's kind of like taking a uterine shape. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, Are we for doing a, moment, a little bit it of that. It kind of looks like that, but then it does. It goes yeah, away. Yeah, and then from it, it doesn't do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm not sure if that's the intention or if that's just you know, <laughs> it's just like a coincidence. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've seen people like 
theorize about this like again because i i looked up because i wanted to see people's feelings right right uh and people theorize that it's like a tree and like i've seen some people like theorize that it's like north american imagery and i'm like don't do that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. i think it's just a swirl of gold dust yeah i think it's just a swirl like by the time he's done it's just a swirl i think that's just the shape it was when it was yeah that's just the progression you know that's fine Yeah. yeah totally Things can just be magic squirrels. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the gold is like the only color in the scene. It's pretty. You know, we're getting it's very nice. like, yeah, pretty again, music nice. now. As, uh, yeah, slowly this forms into a golden orb that lowers down into uh, Senorita Dito's arms, and she looks into it and sees Laura Palmer's palm, uh, prom photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she, and she gives it Look, a little Senorita, forehead I made smooch. a blonde bitch. <laughs> she gives it a little forehead smooch, and then she releases it into the air again, where it floats into like a bunch of weird machinery that looks like like parts of a giant record player. That uh, like and, yeah, like also like parts of a saxophone and yeah. Uh-huh. I cannot fucking believe they did Homestuck. <laughs> I cannot believe they dropped John Egbert into Washington. Right. And it killed <laughs> Laura Palmer's grandma. Laura Palmer descended to Earth with two flintlock pistols <laughs> right in the book. Can't believe they've done this. <laughs> yeah, like the machinery sort of like inserts her into the video footage, which is now just the planet Earth, and she just descends down into North America. Yeah, I... Luke and yeah. me wanted to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, you know, and there's obviously very little dialogue in this. It's very abstract. You kind of have to interpret it. I I like this episode, but I like it after having watched it multiple times. Like, first time I saw this episode, I was just kind of taken by the spectacle of it and just the surprise of it, because I watched it early enough that it wasn't overhyped for me. Uh, yeah. Second time, I was like thinking about it more. I was like, wait, does this episode suck, actually? Do I hate this? And then by the third time, I was kind of like, no, 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 okay. I think I have a read of it that I like. But I can't say anyone that has the reading I really hate is wrong. It's there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, like I said, I first kind of laughed at that whole thing just because it's a very silly thing to, like, you know, have this magic orb and then you look in it and it's someone's prom photo. Sure, yes. But, like, it made me not think about what is kind of happening in this scene and kind of right. all the... Where, you know, he looks at Bob and is like, I I, will, I must create something. Right. And the thing that he creates is Laura Palmer. Yeah. It is and, like the atom bomb was such a horrible, like, cosmic sin that it created new evil in the world. And he's going to balance it out by making Laura Palmer. The white teen girl who uh-huh. the most of season one, two in the movie was like, hey, she was just a regular person. And like, yeah, to put like all of your like feelings of how she's the best of us, like fucked her up. Right. Like the first episode of the TV show is all about like everyone didn't really see Laura as a person. They saw her as like kind of a symbol of everything good in this world. And that just wasn't the full story. Uh, and now this episode is like, well, but actually, though. David, you made Fire Walk with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also, it kind of, like, turns all of the, like, 
Leland Laura stuff from like what I thought, you know, like, I think is a kind of like a, you know, powerful, I still do think is a yeah. powerful like thing on abuse and right. how, you know, the, the family, the nuclear family can like propagate that. And right. it kind of just more makes it like the battle of good and evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah, I, I can't really say that's wrong. You can, that's in there and I don't like it. Um, cause it's also, I don't like the idea that like, obviously nuclear weapons, no good. Yeah. Nuking Hiroshima and Nagasaki, not good. But also it's not like America was a good place before that happened. Yeah. It, it's and- not like that was some like horrible heel turn and descent into pure evil. No, it was just like another step on the road that we've been yeah. on since the country got fucking made. And yeah, it, it, it's hard to say, especially with a lot of, like, the Americana in Twin Peaks in total and, you know, that in, in this episode that David Lynch so obviously loves. Right. That, like, does he think of, like, oh, yes, what I'm, like, this sin that America has made? Or is it, like, oh, like, this the sin of, like, humanity and not, like, the fact that we dropped two nukes on a country that was surrendering? Right. Yeah, I... <sighs> Yeah, but like, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I get the idea, like, that, yeah, like, me and Molly, like, were saying, like, I don't think David Lynch likes nuclear bombs, which, yeah. That much like, clear, yes. Yeah, very clear here. But, like, does he think, like, just them existing is evil, or is, like, or does he think anything past, like, what we did with them? Like, well, what I, the FBI I, and, yeah. you know, CIA, parts of the government did. Right. I I feel like I the impression I get is that using them is evil. I don't, you know, like... Yeah, I, I am reading, like, this the most negatively I could. Totally. Yeah, I get you. And I yeah. don't... I don't really think that he is, like, going, like... And, like, you know, America wasn't evil. It was just, like, the idea of nukes. Right. I don't think he's doing that. No, I don't think so either, but I also think that maybe the the symbolism is not as pointed as it could be. Um, and yeah, I, well, also, I feel like we're getting there. <laughs> well, yeah. sure, yes. But even uh, that stuff, I don't think necessarily, you know. Um, yeah. And like I said, I think the, the, the Lore Palmer, yeah. her being made by the White Lodge right. is, is a fuck-up. I think it is the... <laughs> so... The way I've kind of come to read this episode in a way that I like, and I don't know if it's the intended way. We talked about this a lot with, like, The Prisoner, where, like, it's really easy to read a lot of that show as just, like, a libertarian screed. But, like, I I kind of ignore that and interpret it a different way, and I like it better. Maybe that's what I'm doing here. I don't know. Um, I sort of see it more as, like, the atom bomb makes Bob, right? But, like... Bob is specifically, he's not just evil or whatever, in the past at least. He's, like, a specific kind of evil. He's the evil of, like, suburbs and abusive families and, like, nuclear families in America, right? And that stuff, like, suburbs happened because we won World War II in an indirect way. So, like, there is a through line from the atom bomb to Leland Palmer being able to abuse his daughter in the way that he did. Obviously, fathers have been abusing daughters for as long as both of those types of people have existed, but, like, his form of it exists because of American suburbs, and American suburbs exist because of the economic boom from World War II. 
Yeah, um, I... Right now, I am still just of, like, the, like, this just makes me feel, like, weird. <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally fair. And um, I, I'm only going to feel weirder sooner. <laughs> sure, sure. And, like, with the Laura Palmer stuff, again, I, I can't... I can't say it's not saying at all that Laura Palmer was a chosen, like, hero of light who's gonna restore balance to the Force or whatever the fuck. But, um... She has the most midichlorians. She's got the most midichlorians. Laura Palmer get Keyblade. <laughs> Laura Palmer get Keyblade. But also, I do think it's fair to say, like, this is being made after the old show and the movie. You know how this goes with her. And, like, even if that was a hope behind this, it is obviously both a catastrophic failure and really just throwing her to the fucking wolves for no real benefit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah, because even if it, even if she is supposed to be, like, this force against that thing, yeah. it just kind of tortured her for, like, you know, ten years. So, right, like, the, didn't uh, go great. You could argue, honestly, all this is saying is the giant is just yet one more person that failed Laura Palmer in her life. Yeah. You, yeah, you definitely could, but I also just kind of think that at least from here, the way that I think it is portrayed. Yeah. And just, like, I, my other viewings of, like, a lot of, like, David Lynch's work. Yeah. I I think it's, it's way too easy to read it in that she is, uh, like, you know, the chosen one way. And right. there is totally... And people have done, like, how being the cho- quote-unquote chosen one, especially as a young like teen adult fucks you up like horribly, but like, right. I just, I don't feel like she wasn't a chosen one in life. Like there was never like yeah. a mission that she got, you know, she wasn't having dreams where the giant was telling her clues to a mystery like Cooper did or whatever, you know? Yeah. But she was having dreams to be like, write this in your diary. Sure. But she was having dreams of like, the dreams were like an extension of the same, like hell she was going through when she was awake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who is to say those dreams even happen if she's not being tortured by the Lodge already? Right. Um, and yeah, I get... And again, I'm not trying to say, like, and, you know, Ashley, you're wrong to be uncomfortable with this imagery because I think it's a very valid way to read it. Um, part of how I kind of square it personally for me is it's also a sense of, like, oh, geez, oh, people really fucked up real bad. They made They made what now? Ooh, okay, that's fine. We'll make another generation of kids, and Laura Palmer's gonna be, like, the symbol of that, and they'll grow up and fix everything. Except they gotta be raised by the people that made the shitty world that necessitated them in the first place, so that's... that's not gonna fix anything. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can also read that, but also... Like, in... Another kind of, like... I don't think it's the intention, but... And yeah. it's something that's, you know, coming here where it's like, but it's a way to, it's a, it is all there. And it's, I think a bad look is, yeah. you know, the, you know, symbols of evil we get are a person of color who died of AIDS, which, you know, that is not, David Lynch can't control that. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. And dudes covered in black face paint. And I know that it's soot and that yeah. there's smoke and fire. Yep. But, and yep. then, uh, the symbol of good to be, 
you know, white teen girl that everyone was sad died. Yeah, I mean, the woodsmen could have just been grimy white dudes like they were yeah. in Firewalk with me. They don't need to be in, like, 99% blackface. Yes. Yeah, this is uh, not good. Yeah, and there's just, there's there's images that already mean things, and like, yeah, I'm sorry, I get it, it's a striking image, but it evokes things that I don't think you're doing on purpose that you kind of have no choice but to be mindful of, my yeah, guy. A- Ashley and I were talking about this last night a little bit, and yeah. uh, it's a little bit loaded. Like, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's what he's going for. No. I, I'm, I am at the very least giving him the benefit of the doubt on this specific one. Right. But like, dude, yeah. dude. Yeah. You are already fucking up. Stop it. Well, and again, we talked about this last time this came up. Like, the show did earnest, unapologetic yellow face in the old show. You've already, like, jumped into that territory. It's it's real. I don't think it's intentional. But, ooh, you're really testing my ability to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it is just like a... Like I said, and... I, I don't think it's the I think David Lynch has not thought of the meaning of you know good and evil, black and white, right? For more than a second. Yes. Uh, there is some metaphor and stuff going on as we get to 1956. Yeah. That I do think is like now you like made this like you know all, like this is pretty like kind of contained. Uh huh. And I don't know, like, you have to have seen what you're doing, right? Uh-huh, and how uh-huh. it can be really badly interpreted. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, why don't we get into that stuff so yeah. we, can, we can talk about it directly. Yeah, so we skip ahead in time to 1956. We're still in the yeah, deserts we, of White Sands, like, New Mexico. It, it just kind of focuses on a desert and, like, the counter, like, kicks up till it's 1956. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we zoom in and we see that one of the eggs that the experiment puked up is hatching, and uh, a gross little guy comes out of it. Don't care for this. This sucks. Yeah, this, it, this was like, oh no. It is uh, a like frog with moth wings, and its face looks like the jumping man's kind of. It's got like, I, the I, weird like needle nose. I thought it was like a bug, like a mosquito or like a. One of those yeah. kind of things. Yeah, there, I think it's Inland Empire has a uh, like bonus thing with David Lynch where he's just kind of talking about whatever he feels like. And he's telling some story about going to another country and seeing these gross like frogs and moths and like frog moths all like coming up out of the mud. And he said like, yeah, that was the inspiration for this thing. So I, usually I think, that, I think I read about I think he said it was like Yugoslavia. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so usually this is just referred to as a frog moth. Even though that's not like a term that's used in the show, I um, doubt anybody's going to talk about these things specifically. So, right, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, yet yeah, in the town near White Sands, we get uh, you know a couple of fifties teens walking down like just a dirt road. We got like a girl in a like poodle skirt and a boy in like a nice little suit just walking down the road together, just chatting. Yeah, they they like the song. Yeah, and uh, she finds a penny on the ground. Those are good luck. Heads up. Heads up. Hey, heads you up just... tells you loose. Rip, rip to this girl for finding a good luck charm. Uh-huh. Sorry, no one's ever been more doomed than you finding this little fucking penny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and as she's picking up that penny, yeah, we cut back out to the desert, and uh, 
one of the woodsmen just kind of floats down in a very funny effect. Love it. Yeah. Very good looking. All of the woodsmen stuff in this as like, you know, problematic as their appearance is. Yes. The way they're used. Great. Great. This also just feels like some real Mark Frost shit. Real Mark Frost shit. It's also very much turning into like a 50s B horror movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like an old zombie movie now, as yeah. this like older couple is driving down like a road. Not old, but like you know, older relative to the teens. Uh, and there's another car stopped in the road, and some of the woodsmen kind of come up to them and stop their car. And one of them walks up and uh, just starts saying "Got a light" over and over yeah. again as he the- offers like his cigarette, you know, wanting them to light it for him. This is just, like, a real good, like, supernatural horror story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, all the gotta light stuff and, like, the weird distortion that you get with that. Yeah, like, him being near them is making them low frame rate in a way that's, like, freaking them out. Yes. Uh... Yeah, and like every time, vo- so every time we have it from like the angle where it is theoretically the uh, like woodsman looking at someone, yeah, it's all slowed down and fucked up. But when you're looking back at the woodsman, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, so like it may just be how they see the world. Yeah, it could be. Could yeah. be. Could be. Um, this guy who's playing the main woodsman uh, is an Abe Lincoln impersonator. <laughs> I see it, yeah. Yeah, uh, which, of course, people had to jump in like, oh, it's good, so it's connected to the lucky penny she found, because Abe Lincoln's on a penny. Shut the fuck up. No, that's a... <laughs> no! <laughs> the lucky penny just means something awful's gonna happen. <laughs> Stop, guys! And later on, oh my god, someone's gonna drive a Lincoln car in this show. We have to stop. We have. We should never have told anybody about symbolism or about like <laughs> themes. It's too much. Oh, speaking of which, someone did remind me of a dumb shit theory I forgot to bring up last time when Ben is hearing like the weird ringing in the walls. Uh, one popular theory at the time is that's the ghost of Josie. <laughs> How'd she get out of the drawer, pull into the wall? Well, she's just in the whole hotel now. No, she's in the fucking drawer pull. Uh-huh. <laughs> we saw Come her on, face. Now? Yeah, yeah. She got frozen there. There's no way she's moving again. She's done. <laughs> no. Stupid. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Ashley. No, yeah, and... Because also, like, we keep cutting back from, like, this, like, horrific thing of, like, you know, like, them and, like, the couple, like, peeling out and driving away Yeah. to this couple... Like, you know, the couple of teens. And I'm like, is this kid about to get hit by this car? Is this- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a decent chance of that happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when they get to, like, her house and he, like, is, like, waving at the, in the streets. Right. I was boom. like, it, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the teen girl uh, starts, like, telling the boy details about his life that he is like, wait, how do you know that about me? And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I just know. You know, she's got some kind of, uh, I, I, I guess either premonition about him or just knows more about him than he realizes. I Yeah, I was kind of going with the latter. Yeah, yeah. I, I took it more as like, she's just like, ah, don't worry about it. Maybe I'm psychic. Who can say? But, I, you know, not clear. I, which is funny, but. Yeah, I, so, this is, uh, this, the actor of the, the teen boy. Yeah. 
is, uh, I believe, Zola uh, Maradunia. Uh-huh. Uh, who is a, a, you know, from Los Angeles of Mexican, yes. you know. Uh, and I thought, like, my instant thing was, like, oh, she knows about him because he's, like, one of, like, you know, like, obviously there's going to be a lot of Mexican people in New Mexico, it, where they live. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. we took it. <laughs> uh, but it's like, oh, yeah, like, I just know you because you're one of, like, the few Mexican kids who probably go to my all-white school. <laughs> sure, oh, yeah, that, that could also be a way to take it for sure. I just assumed the girl liked the boy because that's kind of the story we're doing here. Definitely. Also, yeah. also possible, yeah. <laughs> it seems like the most, uh, the, the you know, simplest explanation. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, entirely fair. That's probably that's um, probably it. Yeah. The uh, the main woodsman guy is now walking through the desert to a radio station that's playing uh, like a doo-wop song by The Platters. Yes. I don't know what this song is, but it's fucking good. It's good, yeah. My Prayer is what it's called. Yeah, I, okay. I was listening to this earlier today. Just to... Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he kind of walks in. He asks the receptionist, you know, again, got a light, but then he crushes oh, this, her. Oh, this is, that's fucking <laughs> He just, like, grabs her skull and squeezes until his fingers go through brain. it. It's no good. It's gross, dude. Yeah, and the noise yeah. it makes is so yeah. disgusting. A lot of like squishy, crunchy noises. Yeah, I don't care for it. It's they're, gr- they're... like great job, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a in the movie Popeye. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Uh, but they do a similar bit where Bluto like squeezes the guy down. Uh-huh. As like you know, a, a funny comedy gag. Sure. And so it's just very. This is the horror version of that, where it's like, uh-huh. oh, oh shit, this is no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the sounds it makes are just horrific. Yeah. Um, we are also, meanwhile, getting like shots throughout the town, or just people listening to the radio. It's a lot of like types of places that would be in Twin Peaks, like uh, an old car mechanic or a diner. Um. And, uh, yeah, the guy comes into the, like, DJ booth, uh, like, half crushes the DJ's skull, doesn't quite kill him yet, and, uh, rips the record off of the record player, and, uh, starts talking into the microphone, just doing, like, this weird, like, mantra over and over of, yeah, what is it, uh, this is the water, this is the well, uh, drink full and descend, the horse is the white of the eyes and the dark within. And then, yeah, just repeating that. Yeah, you just keep saying it over and over again. Um, oh, and I guess we didn't also say, before all this, the the boy, like, asked the girl if he could kiss her, and she's, like, seems a little, like, you know, nervous about it, whatever, she lets him, and she's, she likes him, like Molly yeah. was saying. Uh, and then, yeah, he just kind of watches her as she goes inside and goes upstairs, and then he leaves, and, yeah, she's, like, sitting in her bedroom listening to this radio broadcast also. And uh, as he keeps repeating the phrases over and over, everybody listening starts to pass out. And as the girl is sleeping on her bed with the radio going, the frog moth crawls into her window and uh, she like subconsciously opens her mouth real wide for it to crawl inside of her. Super gross. They... We've talked a lot about how the CGI is, like, deliberately kind of shitty on this show for effect. They should... This Not really this shows they could make it look realistic if they wanted to. <laughs> this is just gross. They, yeah. 
They put a lot of work into making it really look like a big old frog moth is crawling into a teen girl's mouth. Yes. Uh. Yeah, the the kind of thing I would say that like the the other bad look. Yeah. Uh. Was. Yeah. So this is a a white girl, Mexican yeah. kid. Yeah. You know, Mexican boy. Right. Uh, and he kisses her, and then almost immediately afterwards, like, a, a symbol of evil goes into her mouth. Yeah, I see what you're saying with that one. I Because it seems so clearly tied to the radio stuff, I have a hard time seeing the episode as, like, trying to draw a line between those. But I, I get why you might. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Like, I, I, you can make that, like, connection, but I feel like the episode is very clearly not making that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just felt like un- I already felt uncomf. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Pris also fucking hated this. So right. Yeah. It's, it's gross looking. Can't dispute that. Oh yeah, I, I mean uncomf in terms of like yeah, in terms weird. of like the things going on with race in this episode. Yes. Yeah. The, there's there's some weird, I think unintentional race politics here, but that doesn't make them less uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm only pretty sure they're unintentional. <laughs> I I feel I feel comfortable saying they're unintentional, but you know they're still there. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I think they're unintentional. I just think that David Lynch has a lot of things that come from like you know being an old man and not just and not thinking uh, for a second about like it, things that are kind of ingrained in him. Yeah. Yeah. David Lynch does not have a sensitivity reader. No, no. not at all. not going to happen. Not as, as at all. As much as he says, fix your hearts or die. No. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> he's like, so I got much, this though. one right. <laughs> Listen, as long as your intentions are good, that's all that really matters. Um, yeah, so the... Yeah, and yeah, my, my major epi- epi- problem with this episode is not all of this... It's the it's the lore stuff. The lore stuff is is the weirdest and like the yeah, it's I'm also have the benefit of knowing where the rest of this season is going, which makes it a little easier for me to read it more generously. Right. But part of what I have been like saying to people is I can it's very clear I don't have the full picture here. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say like what my last feeling about this is. Right. Because there's still ten more hours of this thing I have to watch before I truly like can make my full picture right, but like as as a week to week episode experience, I was like, uh, okay, sure, right. Uh, I it was it was very funny. A friend was like, oh yeah, do you want me to give me you like my spoiler free like thoughts about this? I was like, yeah, sure, fine, I'll you know, I'll hear you out. Yeah, and it's like, oh no no no, I already understood all that. I thought there was something else you wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I I understood the nuke thing. I promise, I got yeah, that. I, yeah. I the the vision is clear. I got gotcha. yeah, like, I don't I don't think that what this episode is saying is that hard to understand. It's just no whether yeah. or not you like what it's saying. Yeah. I also just don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean this is definitely like a kind of we, we were talking about this like a very like answers episode as much as they, you know as Twin right. Peaks will give I answers. Mean, one of the things that people have argued about for 30 years is what's that fucking horse about though? And the I, he tells you an answer to what the horse means. <laughs> you have to interpret what you think that answer means, but you know. 
He did. He mentioned a horse. He says the horse is the white of the eyes and the dark within. Do with that what you will. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really doing anything with that. That's fair. Yeah, and also it just seemed as like all the people were like, "Man, this episode's so fucking crazy!" Like, what? What? You know, like? Yeah, I can't believe. And like, it's a it's a David Lynch. It's <laughs> right. I mean, on a craft level, especially like the nuke sequence is very like striking and is not the kind yeah. of thing you see on TV basically anywhere else ever. So I no, get it. Yeah, it, it like I. It's kind of the feeling I'm sure people got when they saw their original Red Room stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for a more modern age. But, like, also, it's like, as having watched several David Lynch, you know, movies and things and, you know, short films. Yeah. Watching this, I'm like, yeah, this is David Lynch being David Lynch. Yeah, Yeah, he's just doing a lot from, like short film stuff he did a lot like the stuff with the convenience store feels very eraser heady yeah um autumn messaged me today saying there's like a shot for shot remake of something from the elephant man in this episode with like uh, the guy's mom in an orb that goes floating up into a thing yeah yeah yeah, i've not seen the elephant man i haven't either but it was very funny to get that message yeah huh huh like yeah Um, we're just doing stuff you know yeah Uh, also also, listen, I did a little... We Watching Mulholland Drive did help me for this, because I was like, oh, yeah, sure, abstract, got it, whatever. Right, right, right. Understood. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but, no, yeah. It, I, I have talked about it several times in Mulholland Drive and Twin Peaks. I, there is just a kind of string of conservatism that I don't think David Lynch realizes is in yeah. his work. I think David Lynch uh, understands that there's a lot of, like horrible violence and darkness in American culture, but boy, the aesthetics of it are just, you can't beat them, though. I mean, you know I gotta hand it to them, but boy, the 50s, right, guys? Yeah, uh, and, like, I'm, also, like, his, like, well, like, all of my non-human characters, they gotta be, like, people with different bodies. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an, an issue he's got. Um, that, and again, David Lynch will learn no lessons, so... No, and you know, he's, he's fucking old now, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, Just, totally. just ride it out at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Go, go do your little weather report, I, have fun. Right. I, as I said, in a, a very backhanded compliment way, I'm glad David had fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I have fun with it, too, it's just, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, like, yeah. I... Like I was saying, like, all of the Woodsman stuff has, like, a, like, extreme horror version of a 1950s, like, you know, movie I really fucking loved. I like all of the, like, weirdness around, uh, you know, the convenience store and the bomb. Right. Yeah, I, like, the craft in this episode is, like, just immaculate. It's just, like, extremely good. Yeah. I'm just less sure about what that craft is being used to say. Yeah. And like I said, I have come to readings of it that I like and I'm comfortable with, but I yeah, can't deny there's ones that I think suck shit that are, I can't really dispute. Yeah. And yeah. just like, yeah, the emotions that make me feel, which is, you know, what this is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is, uh, this is my third, I watched it again the other day after watching it, like, the same night we recorded last time. Yeah. Uh, so this is my third time watching it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, I wish nobody had told me about it. Yeah, that's the other part of it. Yeah, just the surprise of it is so such a big part of the impact of it that like just shut the fuck up, guys. 
Just just be cool. Just be cool, please. Somebody be cool for ten minutes. <laughs> be like James and always be cool. Always be cool. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> if James can do it, anyone can. I, I miss James, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what a dipshit. <laughs> I hate that guy, but man, the show yeah. was better when he was on it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have any other other thoughts about uh, Got a Light? Yeah, like uh, it just is making me wonder more and more if I'm just going to become a person who's like, yeah, Twin Peaks season one and some of season two is really the only parts I like. Sure, sure. It's fair. Yeah. I said, it, uh, just yeah, on a pure ahead. vibes level, I can criticize the return all day, but I just like, my brain clicks with it watching it in a way that like, Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. We in this exact uh, incarnation of the episode of this you know series, we have seen what my brain <laughs> right clicks into. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, the the thing is, listen. As as much as I like complain during the episodes where not much happens, like yeah. I'm ready to turn on the next one. I want to yeah. watch the next thing because th- I know things will happen eventually. Right. Uh, it it's just taking a while to get there. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and. I you know I the, my thoughts on the return as a whole have been kind of mixed. I think I'm more positive on it than I am negative right now. But again, I still have ten more hours of this thing. I don't know yet. Right, totally. And yeah, it it is all kind of very slowly building to things like yeah yeah yeah. And I I in going coming into this, I am like dealing with some frustration of talking to some people where they'll be like. I was like, yeah, like, I didn't really like it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you see, the thing is, the nuclear bomb is... And I'm like, no, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understood. Yeah, like, Come the, on, you me guys. not liking a thing is not because I, I am not getting it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there is one, like, detail about that. Like, there's a thing you can, I think, pretty confidently infer from this episode that's not said out loud that I can we can talk about if you want or I can shut up until it's like there's like one more clue about it later that kind of locks it in hard but I don't know it's up to y'all uh sure I guess okay so the teen girl knows things about the boy that she's shouldn't know she is a teenager in 1956 which means she'd be in her late 40s in 1990 Okay, I, yeah, I, I, yes, I think... She is exposed to a radio broadcast that mentions the horse, and there's a horse yes. neighing in this episode. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was thinking about this, but I'm like, eh, I don't really want to say it. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, it's Sarah Palmer. It's Sarah Palmer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Curse so. forever. Right, so, the giant put, I get... The Laura Palmer egg, I guess, in her fucking ovaries because she did it in the 40s when she would have been like a you know baby. And then the Black Lodge put a frog moth in her. She's just all go. People need to step, stop putting magic shit in Sarah Palmer. Yeah, knock it off. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> She's done enough. Anyway, yeah, that's that's what I got. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that on Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. I, I did not see anything. I was just like, going like, oh yeah, I guess like this and this and like you know I was having my interpretations yeah. and like, 
Yeah, like, it's like the... Because when you see the orb, it's like it's floating in kind of like middle America. Right. And, you know, you don't see it go to Washington. Right. So and technically, it, yeah, it didn't. It went to New Mexico. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, oh, like... okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, that That's the more the angle that I was coming at it from. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be, like, one more thing later that says, like, hey, maybe. Like, it's never said out loud until Mark Frost's dumb fucking book. Yeah, I did see that the note was from Mark Frost's dumb fucking book. Yeah, which even that doesn't, like, say in, like, big, bold letters. It's just like, oh, yeah, Sarah Palmer was, like, an army kid that grew up on a bunch of army bases and, like, was a teenager in White Sands, New Mexico. Yeah, Yeah. uh, I also saw that apparently the not... Dougie of this season, but Dougie of the original series, the one yes. old men, yeah, was yeah. at the nuclear bomb. Yeah, again, the secret history of Twin Peaks, Dougie Milford is basically the protagonist of it, and he just kind of forced gumps his way through all the shady shenanigans of the U.S. <laughs> government interacting with the Black Lodge. Wild. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, huh? And then he gets also... fucked to death by Lana. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I also saw the uh, the giant's name, but I don't know if that it, matters at all. It doesn't really matter. We may as I well didn't think, not say I it until it comes it up, but it's not but exactly yeah, a spoiler. I'm just going to sit on it, because I, I saw it, and I was like, well, that doesn't mean anything, and then I moved on. It's not Because like, I was just trying to read impressions of the episode. I, I assume that it is something like all the other shit we've seen where it's like the jumping man, the woodsman, the like fucking, yeah. 100%, yes. It's along those lines. It's yeah, not it's like, something like wait, that. Wait, the giant's real name is... Andy, oh my god! Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, it's, it's no. nothing like that. It's Sheriff Truman, that's why he was so interested. <laughs> Remember when Sheriff Truman was really interested in the giant? Yeah, he was really into yeah, the giant. He really was into How it. tall was this giant, anyway? I just, just if you had to estimate. Yeah, like, <laughs> ballpark it. Yeah. We're like we're gonna find out that he has, like, a bunch of, like, giant porn on his... Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Him and Mike trade websites. Yeah. Do you guys want questions? Yeah. Because we got some answers. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't want the answers. I want to give the answers. Yeah. I, I think I think Ashley's saying we got the answers in the show. Yeah, yeah. do a little bit. Uh, ask, I said to ask us about atomic bombs, good versus evil, and evil frog slash bug creatures. Uh-huh. Uh, from Max Knightley, got a light. Um, no, I don't I smoke. I don't. I don't. I, I'd be fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah, what if they, like, one of them, like, gave him, like, a light, and he's like, oh, thanks. That's what I said. I said this could have all been averted if one guy, if he just pulled out. He's in a car. He has the cigarette lighter in there. Come on, dude. That's true. Should have just been polite. all you have to do. Jesus, man. You're such an ass. (laughs) Like, I didn't do anything to you. Yeah. He's just, you know, his car broke down on the side of the road, and he's... He and his buds are just looking for a light. And also, I could use a jump. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The jumping man comes in, not you. No. And he's like, you've done that bit already. (laughs) Uh, We were just bored and I'm already sick of your shit. uh, From actual Fox Lexi, uh, I have a question about evil frog creatures. Do you think you could manage to make a wish to Beelzebub, the demon of desires, sure. that would not end up backfiring uh, on you catastrophically? If so, how would you pull it off? Sure. Uh-huh. A- absolutely not. I'm a fucking idiot. I would lose him. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
Well, if we're talking about my Beelzebub from Eidolon, the, it's, a, it's double hard, because it has to be something that he thinks will blow up in your face, but will actually not. Because <laughs> otherwise he'll just yeah. say, no, I won't grant that one. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Rexy's uh, kind of answer, which is just a thing from Mystery Science Theater, where there was a movie with, like, you know, evil wish-granting shit. Uh, and they made a joke that one of the guys in there was like, well, I just wanted a thermos. So I just got a thermos. Can't really do anything bad with that. Mm, I think you can open up that thermos and find a snake inside. There's a hole in the bottom. Oh, yeah. It's easy. I'll ruin this thermos. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of, like, talking. No, sure. Yeah, oh, saying yeah, yeah, the ultimate yeah. evil and then being like, well, that's just so fucking normal. They're like, what's the point? <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever, man. Here you yeah. go. Uh, from at Chewberry Cake, what episode of TV managed to live up to the hype of just wait till you see that one? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I, I don't really know if I... I don't watch a lot of TV, especially, yeah. like, TV of, like, big importance. Yeah, because uh, uh, by default, I think that just kind of ruins the, the. I, I don't know that I've seen something that has been extremely hyped up that I've been like, wow, right, like nailed it. Yeah, yeah. The, it can like, only make it worse for you. Yeah, like the only thing that I can think of is like the when I got the opposite on a TV show where people are like, yeah, like Breaking Bad's really good. Like the episode of The Fly is kind of stupid, but like. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, I, Luke, we've talked about this before. I've said this to you, that, like, there is a portion of people who think that, like, yeah, like, the, the Fly episode is just kind of, like, filler. It's like, no, it's like a fucking... <laughs> I forgot we had this conversation before, and I'm so fucking angry at these it's, people right now. Yeah. People just talk about emotions and, like... Right. So it's a filler episode. <laughs> right. You know, I forget Walt, that like Walter a, doesn't do anything cool. So I was gonna say I forget that for a lot of people, Breaking Bad is a show about a cool guy uh, on his Sigma grind set. Yeah, and all the shitty uh, women and losers that won't let him just succeed. Yeah, don't you know that Gus saying that he has to provide by being a man is the like, rawest shit I ever heard. Yeah. God, God damn it! I'm sorry, Molly. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, even even with movies and stuff, I, like, have to, like, been back around where, like, where I know, like, okay, like, this has been so hyped for me that I just feel like I'm gonna hate this. Right. That, that is something I have fought hard to, like, not do, but, yeah, if, if it's hyped enough, then, yeah, it's hard not to go in with that attitude of, like, well, I'll be the judge of that. Uh, oh, this isn't that impressive. When you would have liked it just fine if you weren't uh, primed in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from at Smoothie Duty, uh, ever have a TV show include a real-world event into its mythos in a way you liked? I'm gonna just extend this to more media. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, I... The... Manga Billy Bat just is all oh, yeah. this. That's all and that. I fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> right. Hmm. I don't know if I I'm not thinking of ones where I'm like, oh I liked that so much as just like, oh I don't have a problem with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think 
I mean, I, I listen. I did like this one. Like, yeah. sure, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Yeah, and like for some reason, like the one I instantly thought of was because it's like the most recent show I've watched that did this was like. Yeah, there was, like, a thing in The Tick where it's like, oh, yeah, this old thing was actually, like, a superhero. That was fine. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's not like, oh, that was so cool. Right. Uh, it's just like, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny time. There's, like, a historical mystery, and there's, yeah, it was me, actually. I did that. Oh, actually, the movie National Treasure. Oh, there you go, yeah! <laughs> now we're fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. The fucking cinema. We should watch National Treasure. We can watch now. I'll watch National Treasure yeah. right now. <laughs> for a podcast or just like uh, for fun? I mean, I'd yes. be good either way, frankly. <laughs> if we, if we just followed our Twin Peaks with the National Treasure trilogy, that would be very funny. Are there three of them? They're making a third. Oh, right. Okay. What? Yeah. yeah. Why? Are they making a series? I don't know. I'm looking this up. <laughs> They're making a third one because of the exact reaction we just had, Molly. I guess, but yeah. Listen, if, right. if like if, if another National Treasure popped up on Disney Plus, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? The uh, movies are fun enough. Sure. I I remember when the second one came out. It was like I was like I saw it with my parents in the theater, and I'm, I was like, they're gonna make a third movie. It's gonna be about like like the president mentioned like oh like this page of the Book of Secrets. Yeah. And, like, that's what the third movie is going to be about. And, like, my parents were like, oh, God, you're, like, you're so smart. Like, you should be, like, make movies. And <laughs> then they didn't make a third movie for decades. Great. Yeah, I'm Brutal. looking at So they've been trying to make it since 2008. In 2020, yeah. it sounded like it was finally going to happen. But uh, by March of this year, Nick Cage was like, they haven't showed me a script yet. All right. Yeah, fucking well. Yeah, that sounds right. But there's a Disney Plus television show coming out in December. That's what I, I thought. I that. <laughs> Remember when stuff used to end? Yeah. No. <laughs> As someone who, through poor decisions and other podcasts, watched all of Ghostbusters recently? No. Sure. Yeah. No. <sighs> stuff used to stop. It was yeah, great. Yeah, now and then. <laughs> That's not even true anymore because they keep undoing it. So. Right, yeah. Yeah. God. Uh, from at Estrogen Liker, what drinks do you want in the well? I'll go for a nice Arizona green tea. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice sweet tea. Yeah, I, I feel like you gotta have something that's, like, more, like, you don't want, it, like, I don't want, like, a Coca-Cola well. I don't know. Diet go Coke fl- well wouldn't be so bad. It's gonna go flat. Luke, it's gonna go yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah, we go flat, wouldn't it? it? It has to be one of, like, those, like, natural, like, Carbonated springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those everybody's favorite natural carbonated springs. Those ex- they no, exist. That's a real thing. Do they exist? exist? Yes. This sounds so fake. Carbonated springs, Colorado. Is this? I mean, I see three different places called Soda Springs. I don't know if that's real though. I at least know that one of those is real. Yes. All right. Yeah, the, mm. yeah. The city of Soda Springs, Idaho, is named for the hundreds of natural springs of carbonated water that are located in and around the city. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It is certain mineral springs that uh, combine with air pockets underground. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, why. 
naturally carbonated groundwater was used by the native uh, Montumaidu and later by white settlers. Yeah. Right yeah. Little history lesson for you. Little history lesson. Uh, no, but I I would want like uh, maybe some apple juice. Sure. <laughs> apple juice is great. Yeah, yeah. love an apple juice. My parents accidentally bought a jug of pineapple juice. I don't know how you do that on accident. <laughs> I I can understand if you're just like grabbing something. <laughs> but they didn't want it, so they foisted it off on me. And like, I'm real torn on whether or not I like it. <laughs> but like one sip, I'm like, ooh, this is good. The next sip, I'm like, ooh, never, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have anything I don't to have add any to here. I have nothing to say about that. Can't believe you don't have. Uh, I, I, that's not a starting point to a great scintillating conversation. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, anything else, Ashley? Uh, I'd also a, a very loaded question, but Turtleant asked, uh, "Is this the first time you watch someone disappear up their own ass in real time?" No, we all read Homestuck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, come on. And I, I was just reading also, this because... Also, no, it's not. Yeah, this is not, yeah. <laughs> he uh, went a little bit up there. He went a little... Like, yeah, the... Actually, the... Once you went into the uh, atomic bomb, that was just colonoscopy footage. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I hope he's okay, if that's true. Yeah, no, listen. I don't think that's how that's supposed to look. <laughs> it, I've seen images. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I you would not believe how many colonoscopy images I've seen at this point. <laughs> no, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, I mainly read this because uh, actually Fox Luxley rightly points out that Ashley likes independent film, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. Listen, sometimes the best stuff is hidden up your own butt. You got to get up in there. Like I said, yeah, Don, I, I am a real big fan of Don Hertzfeld's uh, more serious work, and that is all up the ass. <laughs> right. And, like, I don't think any of the things that we're, like, wrestling with on this episode are really a result of him going up his own ass. No. No. All right. That's it for questions. All, All right. right. That's a normal length episode. Luke, where can we find you yeah, on the internet? Yeah, I was wrong. It was neither short nor long. <laughs> yeah, normal length for a normal <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, we just did the first uh, MCU Complete Me in a while, which I guess is now being called Show Me the Bat Cave because we couldn't think of a better <laughs> <That's> riff <laughs> on a name. <laughs> Yeah, we tried really hard, and that was the best we could do (laughs) for a riff on Jerry Maguire and also Detective Comics. Uh, So we watched the original Adam West Batman movie, which I adore. I had a great time talking about that with my buddy Crystal. Uh, I don't know exactly when that's going up, but sometime soon. Um, Also, by the time you're listening to this, we have, uh, on Patreon, we will have released the first episode of Eidolon Playtest Season 3. Uh, it'll be the disco character creation episode. Uh, I'm very excited about season three starting. You should go listen to it. Yeah, you should. Give us a dollar and go listen to that. Patreon.com slash Eidolon Playtest. Do it. Do it. It's, this is the best time to start. Never been a better time to be listening to my podcast. That's right. Uh, Ashley, we're going to find you on the internet. Find me at your early birth and underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. You can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. You've actually Give fucking Ashley money. You're fucking money. I, I shut down uh, the hyena cackle. So yeah. some of those oh, uh, 
might be going up on the Patreon soon. Okay. Sure. Just, you know, for a new place to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, idbao.com, the like best game dot club. Uh, the episode about Hypnospace Outlaw is still up there. You can listen to it. It's a good app. Uh, we're going to record the one on Sekiro soon. Um, guys, I'm not sure Nora's going to finish this one. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure she's going to make it. It's a tough game. Uh, it's a tough game. We'll, we'll find out. It's tough to beat that game with a deadline, is what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, that, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially for your first, like, complete run. Right. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Go to audiomanentropy.com. Hit the donate button in the upper right-hand corner. Give us a little bit of money for hosting the website. Appreciate that if you could. Um, go to every place you can leave us a review and leave us a highest a five-star review. A 10 out of 10, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I cannot stress enough. You should start listening to Eidolon. I, I'm yes. pushing this right now because we're starting a new thing. Yep. Uh, and it's and it's the real shit. TM. Uh huh. So. Uh huh. Yeah. And you also uh, didn't you just publish your first like the first? Oh yes, yes the that's first true. edition of the book is complete, and you can get it for five dollars right now on Patreon. It looks fucking um, great. We got like professional graphics and illustrations in it. Yeah, Julie did um, a lot of the art. We had a professional layout done. Um, you can get that right now. It's five dollars on the Patreon, uh, so you can get it there. Or uh, later, if you want to wait, uh, it's going to cost more money on some other website later. So, right. yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, listen, I get it. Sometimes clicking on buttons is hard, and you would rather pay us more money later because we're great. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Or pay <laughs> us twice, three yeah. times, four times, however, as many times as you want. Frankly, I'll take your money. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to stop. Uh, and that is it. Luke, what's the next episode and what's weird about it? Uh, next episode is Twin Peaks Season 3 Part 9, uh, a.k.a. This is the Chair. First thing weird about it, not a great title. <laughs> they were really, it's not they about were the chair? Really struggling to get a, a good title on that one. I'll say, really? got, gotta like, great title. <laughs> good title, yeah, great yeah, title. yeah, agreed. Um, as far as content warnings, um, I don't re- Skimming the description, the only thing that's jumping out to me is, um, I guess, content warning for neglectful abuse of somebody with uh, mental health, uh, mental disability. Not Dougie. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, believe I it. I don't know if you can think of another Twin Peaks character with a mental disability. But oh, no! David Lynch no, please, will learn no, no lessons. I... Not connecting, but I feel Audrey's brother. Yeah. Oh no. Uh-huh. You no, could have no, forgotten no, 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 him. No, no, no. Could have <laughs> just forgotten him, but no, we gotta check in, see what his life's like no. twenty-five years later. We don't. God damn it, David. Yep. No lessons learned. <laughs> oh well. Guess we'll die. Uh-huh. Ashley, get us out of here. Until next time. <laughs> Got a coffee? <laughs> Stop the fucking podcast. <laughs>